The Health and Wealth of America is a series of conversations hosted by CDX, Techonomy, and Worth about challenges and opportunities facing our country. In this episode, Josh Campbell, CEO of Clara Media, speaks with Mindy Grossman, President and CEO of WW, formerly Weight Watchers, a disruptive leader known for building and transforming consumer brands. They discuss the topic of democratizing access to personal wellness. Welcome. I want to introduce someone who I've gotten to know over the past couple months, starting with a virtual consumer electronics show back in January. I got the chance to uh, to meet Mindy. So we'll, we'll bring on Mindy Grossman, the CEO of, of WW. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Mindy uh, was the CEO at, uh, at HSNI Home Shopping Network, has had senior roles at Polo and Nike. Uh, Mindy, thanks uh, for joining us today. Always great to see you. Glad to be here. Sounds yeah. like a great event. Yeah, no, it's been a, a great three days. And I think, you know, on the first day, we did focus a lot around healthcare. We had Dr. Eric Topol. Uh, I interviewed Jim Swanson, the CIO of J&J. So I saw that. Excited to, to hear from, from you as, as you think about expanding what does WW mean and how you interact with the general population, not just about weight, uh, but really about wellness. So let's start there. You know, obviously people are familiar with the brand Weight Watchers. Uh, you guys transitioned into really calling the, the company WW with more of a holistic focus on wellness. You know, why, why don't you talk a little about that transition, how that's going and sort of why, uh, why that switch? Sure. You know, Josh, I joined the company about three and a half years ago to lead its transformation. And this is a brand that has been deeply impacting and transforming lives for almost 60 years through the power of the science behind healthy weight loss built on community. But the opportunity in today's world was so much greater to be able to democratize all the pillars of wellness and truly become people's partner in their ongoing journey to lead healthy lives. And today, to be able to marry technology plus meaning to help people live healthier connected lives is more relevant than ever. So, you know, fast forward after creating our impact manifesto around inspiring healthy habits for real life, people, families, communities, the world for everyone and be that brand that can democratize wellness using technology and data and personalization to truly give people access to all the elements of wellness from nutrition, activity, mindset, motivation, sleep, hydration, all built on that power of community content and coaching and relaunching the brand globally to have that consistent mark of wellness be known as WW. And so if you fast forward to today, um, you know, we are the world's leading weight and wellness di digital subscription platform with multiple member verticals and diverse revenue streams, all focused on giving people 24 seven access to the tools that they need, no matter where they are in their journey, to lead healthier lives. And given what we have all been through in the past year, 
the need for that and certainly never abdicating our leadership that we have globally in healthy weight loss because COVID has actually elevated that as a whole other pandemic, right. as we know, more so than ever. Um, but to see the impact of what we can do both for individuals, for communities and society as a whole, it, it's more important now than ever. Right. So there's a whole bunch in there I want to I want to get into. And first is this transition into digital and, and virtual uh, and how you engage with your you know community, your members. Uh, historically, the company relied heavily on physical meetings, right? Bringing people together. Uh, obviously, that that connectivity and community you talked about, it's important sometimes when people are face to face supporting each other. Uh, you know, how is, has the pandemic and sort of the inability to really bring together in a physical world, did that accelerate this transition into digital? It sounds like obviously the, the digital was on the roadmap. It was the plan already. But but how, you know, all of a sudden, right, all of the, the retail facilities are shut down uh, and the way you engage with your members and the way they engage with each other is through digital. Uh, you know, how did that transform and, and accelerate the transformation of the business? Well, it's definitely been an accelerant to what we were already investing in and focusing on is to give our members, all our members, um, the optionality of what they wanted, whether it was an accountability or the experience that was going to work for them. So all of our almost 5 million uh, members have our digital assets. But to your point, we had a portion of members who still wanted that face-to-face -face experience in person. And to give you a perspective, I started 2020 on the road on the WW Presents Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour. So nine cities from January to the finale of May 7th, I was standing with 15 to 20,000 people, motivating them to live their best lives, flew back to New York on March 8th. And by March 11th, we made the decision for the safety and security of our employees and our members to have to shut down our studios. And just to give you a perspective, we had 30,000 in-person workshops a week wow. across all our countries. But it's really a testament to the strategy, the team and the talent that in six days we were able to pivot and we trained 15,000 coaches and guides and launched virtual workshops simultaneously in 12 different countries. And yes, safety and security was at the core of what we needed to do, but we didn't want to not have our communities stay together because that's a core of who we are. And who's needed more inspiration and motivation and support more than in the past year? Right. And those virtual workshops continue to this day to give you a perspective in the United States we operate virtual workshops 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, the reality is that our 
digital business, our core platform, MyWW Plus, is 90% of our constituency. And that also includes a new experience that we launched in January called Digital 360 or D360. That's all about a whole new cohort of on-demand coaching content and community geared to a somewhat younger audience, but it's actually being embraced as a whole. But for those people that still want that direct coach accountability, um, we, we, we want to be able to do that. So that, that experience will always be a part of what we do, but that experience might be a workshop or it might be a virtual event. So in addition to pivoting the workshops, in May of last year, we launched a global virtual event with Oprah that we offered free globally to everyone. And we've had unbelievable engagement. Um, actually, our next one is uh, a week from Saturday. Um, and they're all themed for what is relevant to what people are feeling today. Um, and that's what we want to do. We want to be able to provide that support and give people the tools they need to live their healthiest life. So when you think about, you know, it's interesting, when I interviewed Jim Swanson from J&J, we talked about the explosion of telehealth and not just telehealth, how physicians wanted to interface with their, their drug reps. And some of them were resistant to technology and telehealth. But now that they've experienced it over the past years, they look back and go, wow, why wasn't I doing this earlier? Do you expect, you know, that segment of your population that you talk about that really was hungry and wanted to, to the, the in-person meetings to now embrace, you know, sort of the, the, tel the, 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 the E part of this, the, the, the digital part of this? Do you see that the behavior post-pandemic will, will now persist? Or do you think certain behaviors will snap back to what they were pre-pandemic? You know, I don't believe there's such a thing as snap back. I think we've all been changed through this. I think, you know, we've all done, you know, I used the expression before uh, what we've gone through of people doing a radical reappraisal of how they live, how they work, how they spend, what they value. Um, and, you know, health has really gone to the top of the pyramid of critical need, especially what we've all experienced. Now, having said that, I do think people are very comfortable um, really living if you give them the engagement, right, in a digital environment or a virtual environment. But there are going to be those who just naturally want a combination of all of that. And so, you know, our priority has been to meet members where they are and to really work to personalize whatever that experience is. So over the course of these last number of years, you brought up data before the start of this, we've invested significant resources in our data and technology teams, our AI capabilities. We now have tech hubs in New York, San Francisco, Toronto. And the idea is to motivate people to have even greater engagement because the more engagement, the more personalized, whether you're talking to a one-on-one -on -one coach 
or whether you're just in the experience itself or when you're with 600 other people in a motivating global virtual meeting, we want to know that you feel it's your WW. And I think that's what people want. You know, we've, what we're seeing right now, and you look at brands, brands that are built on trust, brands that are built on community, and brands that can marry technology to meaning to give people a more purposeful relationship are the ones that are going to come out of this as stronger businesses and brands because people are going to want to be with them. Yeah, and I think to your point, it's it's not a transactional relationship, right? It really is building the sense of community and engagement, and I think that's so important. Um, you know, we were going to get to this, but we had a question from Esther Dyson in the audience. Uh, we were going to get to this theme of, you know, I was going to ask about inequality. We've talked a lot about the, the last couple of days about access to quality healthcare and wellness services. Uh, the question from Esther was was just really to try to understand, you know, are things like WW covered Medicare, you know, Medicaid, commercial insurance, you know, are there parts of the population that are, are gaining access to your platforms? Uh, maybe they can afford it or through other means. Yeah, so, you know, diversity and this idea of, you know, truly democratizing wellness is at the core of who we are and for me personally has been core to any culture and any company I've been part of. So in addition to our WW consumer business, we also have WW Health Solutions, which is our relationship with um, our providers, payers, physicians, and employers. Um, and we've invested a lot in that over the course of these years, a whole new technology platform, our ability to have greater access. Um, we recently announced partnerships with um, CVS Care, Mark, WellTalk, and other providers so we could give access, as well as a significant number of employers and work as well with physicians. In addition to that, uh, we launched WW Good. Um, you know, about three, not even years ago, because I really felt that we needed to do more to provide access to healthy eating and nutrition for underserved communities. Um, so that's integrated into everything from our loyalty and um, wellness wins program. And just in a short period of time, we've already provided um, $5 million worth of healthy food to communities um, in a, through our partners like Feeding America or Daily Harvest. In addition to that, um, last October, we led and launched the Healthy Living Coalition. We now have 26 private and public partners, everyone from Bank of America to JP Morgan to Chobani to Beyond Meat to Vitamin Shop. Um, as well as our philanthropic partners like Feeding America. Um, and our goal there is to focus on SDG2 um, you know, of, the, of the United Nations uh, focus around good food for all. Um, and the whole idea for us 
is that health and wellness should be a human right. And we have to come together, um, whether as business or society at, at large, and really focus on you know, advocacy, action, and investment to be able to help some of these problems. And actually a lot of these problems not only were exacerbated, um, but really came front and forward in terms of the actual disparity between communities and access to healthy nutrition and to healthcare. So we want, that's a big focus for us as well. Great. And I know we have, we have one other question from the audience. And I, again, say they're getting a little bit down in the weeds here, but, but as far as the payer provider relationship that WW has, you know, do you, you know, obviously we have human, people like Humana on our program later today, you know, it, it, what is that relationship? Do can providers prescribe a WW solution and how do payers in our interface? Yeah, well, ultimately we're working um, very diligently to be a fulsome covered entity, especially in the areas where, you know, we can be, um, we are today the number one doctor recommended uh, plan. And, you know, but, but like everything else in our transformation, uh, we had significant investment to be able to provide um, the greatest experience, the greatest dashboard. I use as a great example, we have a partnership with the city of New York, actually a white paper just came out on the impact of us being a covered um, you know, entity through that and just the impact we've been able to have on cost of care, absenteeism and productivity. Um, so that is a very big focus for us. Right. And then just finally, you know, you touched on on this idea of data. We have Brett Greenstein from Cognizant a little later talking a lot about data. Anything that the data has told you as you now get more engagement from your community, you know, anything you've gleaned from the data that, you know, maybe was an aha moment over the past year or made you think differently, uh, you know, how are you using it and, and, and any insights that you could share that, you know, maybe... The, that data helped inform a, a different path or a different decision that you would have made otherwise? Sure. Um, we do, and we've, we, we traditionally always did, but over the past year, we have been staying on the pulse of everything that's happening in consumer behavior. And if you can imagine with the size of uh, our member base, I can tell you on a day-to-day -day basis, changes in what people are eating for breakfast, right? So you really saw different behaviors during different parts of this lockdown, absolutely behaviors around fitness and what people were doing. But psychologically, you saw definitely some different patterns. So the traditional pattern of everybody goes crazy, you know, over the holidays, and then in January, there's this, you know, big reset. What we're seeing now is that that behavior is very personal, depending on where you are in the world and where you are in your life. And there were definitely times where people were like, yes, I know I have to take better care of myself, but I'm taking care of everybody else right now. I have to wait and I'm going to do that. Um, and, you know, fortunately, you know, I think people are starting to see some light ahead, even with the challenges that we still have in a lot of markets and a lot of communities. 
But I think we're going to see a different type of behavior cadence with people in um, what they need and when they need it. Um, and that's why we have spent so much time and investment to be able to be there in a real personalized manner for when people are ready, which is what we're seeing now. Yeah, I'd, I'd be even surprised, you know, it'd be interesting to overlay the vaccine data with behaviors, right? I mean, I'm excited. I'm finally back in Manhattan. I'm taking the same going out to eat, you know, I mean, those types of things obviously will, will change just based on the vaccine on an individual basis. So, um, well, well, Mindy, you know, it's always great speaking with you. Thank you so much for all the great work WW is doing and really appreciate you joining us today. Well, thank you. Great to see you. And uh, we'll see you in person the, sometime soon. Re- yes, soon, soon. <laughs> We're soon. have dinner. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Well, thank you again.